0: Welcome to the Monday Morning Cast, the first, best, and only podcast about the Monday Morning Tears fantasy football league. <makes noise> I am your host from under the cook tree, and I am here today to break down week two, all the matchups, and moving forward, what we can look forward to in week three here. day on the podcast, I have with me the thrilla from Manila, the big the, the, you know himself. So. I have on the line. We've got Juju on that beat. We've got Timmy you I'm doing all right. It's for some reason
1: actually cutting out right now. We're doing okay until just now, but
0: you're doing. It it sounded like something crashed in the background there, but I think you're doing fine now.
1: Okay, that's good. Yeah, man, doing all right. You know,
0: came back from
1: a high week one, and week
0: two was just a roller coaster of emotions. So. It looked like. Uh, I mean, it's well documented in the chat how, how how really tumultuous that was. Yeah, and it doesn't also help that I also started picking up gambling. So it's a rollercoaster of emotions here and there too. So I'm telling you, Kim, and I'm telling this again to Paul too, stay off the parlays. No one has ever felt good about doing a parlay. Stay off them. Yeah, those, those props keep getting to me, man. I uh, know, it's, it's dangerous. Now, wow. now, before we get into it, Kimber, you may not know this, but I'm a white man. Can you explain to me what uh, juju on that beat is referencing? Because I genuinely don't know. Uh, it started out with a song. It's it's a, a hip hop song. So that mean that's probably now, why you're confused. Can you explain it what hip hop
1: is, please. It's just like banging a bunch of rocks together and making noise, and
0: you kind of just making rhymes with it. Uh, I've heard that. It's, it's it's very popular amongst the urban uh, the urban areas of the city so. <laughs> I like that you're being politically correct on our podcast that's being listened to by 12 people. I appreciate that. No. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly.
1: Are we mentioning is every single member of like actually listening to it or are we just kind
0: of uh we have You know, externals. I, you know what? I have listening stats and I do think that our listenership is averaging at about 12. So I think on average, everyone is listening to it. There's I think last week we had 11 of 12. I don't know who the one person is who didn't. But whoever that person is, I'm going to beat the shit out of you when I come back to Canada. Listen to the goddamn podcast.
1: That's
0: fair. I, I remember you guys also mentioned that you had like, like one extra
1: listener, which are like a few extra listeners. Whether someone just replayed it or someone actually
0: listened that isn't from us, like you know, it would be freaking wonderful. I think what the more likely thing is that I probably listened to it on my laptop and then on my phone, and I probably recorded a bunch of extra listens that way. Uh, no. but, you know, we can dare to dream. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Great. So we've got, you know, our regular segments coming up. We've got the reason for cheers, we've got the reason for tears, and then we'll get into some week three. Uh, storylines that we're following but before we get there let's break down some of the matchups that we saw this week we saw from under the cook tree knock out kiki do you digs me 105 to 77 we saw turbo team take out joseph tulks team 76 to 59 godwin's plan narrowly edged out why haven't you seen my dick 98 97 ab circumcised feet beat tony's team in a landslide 101 to 67 juju on that beat Lost at the last second to Chubby Broncos 113 to 112. And then bringing in the rear, we have Melvin Hold in the third, beating the champ this year 114 to 102. Lots of close matchups this week. Kim, let's get into it. Let's talk about your matchup this week. Tell us about that roller coaster that you were on. Well,
1: was, I came into Monday with a, definitely a high, obviously, because of the New England defense. Their performance that day was just phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, man, it's a pretty good pickup on my end, I believe. And the worst part about that for me, that, that my lineup was just obviously Drew Brees getting hurt early on in the game, giving me negative points. Like, you know, don't expect that. You can expect that from Ryan Fitzpatrick, but
0: definitely not for
1: Drew Brees.
0: Yeah. I will not hear you talk bad about Ryan Fitz Dragon, Ryan Fitz Magic. I, w- I won't hear it for a second. <sighs>
1: oh, man. Again, just at all, I guess the whole Miami defense is to Miami offense is to blame for that one and defense. But uh besides the point, yeah, I mean just fucking Patrick Mahomes, man, just came out of nowhere would blow blew me out of the water. But I mean like did he didn't come out of nowhere though. That's just that's I know, I guess I guess. Story, but... really like, you didn't expect him to do as well as he did. But, uh, man, like, Nick Chubb was really what put the nail in the coffin there. Now, if he just had, like, if he just fumbled at least once or maybe didn't get 10, 10 yards, that would have at least, like, still give me a chance to win. But, you know, uh, that last second, minute, I'm just watching you know, on my phone, like, as the points drop, you know. My chance of winning from basically went from, like, not high 90% to zero by the end of Tuesday, by, by the end of Monday. So it wasn't a good lineup for us. Man, um, yeah, Mark Andrews definitely I think for me was a uh, was a star player. Surprising, I know you guys were talking about like him. Uh, you and Daniel were mentioning how because really no one expected him
0: to um, to be the player that he is. So I'm very happy with that. Yeah, Mark Andrews really filled in a role there. I mean, that that Baltimore tight end position has been something that, you know, it looks like Lamar Jackson really wants to target. And, you know, they've had a pretty crowded space there. They had Nick Boyle. They had Hayden Hurst. So it's really interesting to see Mark Andrews come out of that. And normally I would never feel bad for a team whose defense put up 37 points in a week. Like that's yeah. an absurd amount of points for a defense to score. But yeah, when you couple that with your quarterback being knocked out of the game, that that, that makes for a pretty heartbreaking loss. Oh, it was pretty bad, yeah. But uh
1: what are you gonna do? That's it's fantasy for you, man. It's all you can be happy one minute and then just crying the next second, or like which quitting a draft like Mikey, but
0: it's the roller coaster that we've all chosen to do for some stupid reason kim it sounds like you clearly have some reason for tears but let's before we get into that let's talk about people who we think have reason for cheers people who have reasons to celebrate this week kim which team do you think has the most reason to celebrate this week well for now definitely it's going to be melvin no
1: hold in the third so they're coming in with that tremendous win uh Against Andre, you know, any win against Andre is is a reason to celebrate for me. If Andre loses, we all win. This is true. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, so Mike, um, Mikey, uh, Victor came in, uh, had some really, like, for him, definitely OBJ just uh, performed extremely well for that one game against against his own team, the Jets. So I don't know if he's happy or very sad about that.
0: That, that touchdown that OB, OBJ scored was pretty ridiculous. I mean, that 89 touchdown 89 yard touchdown score. I remember I saw a replay of that and the, the Jets' safety looks like he is just like out to lunch. I have no idea what the fuck he is doing. Uh, he does not look like he's trying to make it to tackle. He just looked like he was in the middle of nowhere. So I think, I think Victor got a little bit lucky on that one. but you know, OBJ shoving it in Greg Williams face, calling him the not a legitimate playmaker. you know, I think he proved him wrong. Yeah, for sure.
1: No, Kelsey did him a number two. Um, nine targets, seven receptions, 107 yards, and one touchdown. I mean, that's definitely something. with, And you expect that uh, always from Kansas City, right?
0: Especially now that uh, Watkins is injured. You know, you're going to – or sorry, not Watkins, that Hill is injured. Uh, Kelsey's definitely going to get targeted more in the past game. So I think we saw that last week.
1: Well, Patrick Mahomes is going to do what he does best and just sling it at people. And then definitely Travis Kelsey is definitely one of his most uh, reliable receivers. And you know, at the tight end position is a big body coming
0: out of the line. So thing too that uh, Deshaun Watson put up a pretty poor game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and yet still, Victor was able to come out with a pretty, you know, good win. Still hit triple digits, even with his quarterback, not putting up a lot of numbers. So if that's Watson's floor, and the rest of his guys can keep performing at the levels they are, uh, that that bodes really well for Victor's team moving forward. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is a tremendous player, especially with his receiver. I mean, let's just say just one really good receiver, and everyone else is kind of mediocre. Let's be real with Houston. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like anytime like your part of quarterback puts up poor numbers, and then you, you the rest of your team picks it up, it's uh, it's a good sign for him. I mean, Austin Eckler for him. 20 points from uh, coming out of LA Chargers, which is with only six targets. Let's see what he's got. Number-wise, 17 attempts with 66 yards. Definitely not the best uh, in
0: terms of rushing, but, I mean, he got more targets, and to, he, got, he received more. In our league, those targets are important, you know, especially yeah, absolutely. I mean, think it was always going to be the receiving back. So,
1: yeah, I, like, I mean, he he got more. He got one yard more receiving than he did rushing, which is kind of like a little absurd but hey whatever that's your numbers right that's the modern game yeah however like as much as i do i like um victor's performance i mean like using it for concern for him would be like his definitely defense didn't put out that great this year and especially like his his bench is pretty much non-existent you have melvin gordon sterling shepherd and like golden tate just like out and uh yeah, and, and all that it stuff starts
0: to start up to be a bit of a, a nerving strategy to have there uh, you know, yeah. hopefully Sterling Shepherd shouldn't be out for too long. Uh, Gordon, it's going to be interesting to see if he even comes back this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, if that starting lineup keeps performing the way it does, I think he's probably in a pretty good position.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like you know, when those bye weeks start rolling around, like he's gonna have to start making some changes, and that's that's when the question becomes. Hopefully, if they if they do stay
0: healthy in the way they are, and hopefully it'll, uh, it's it's things we look up for him, right. Moving on. So, for me, the gentleman who I think has reason for cheers uh, is your opponent this week, Chubby Broncos, uh, Chris, uh, I which I know be so really hard to hear. Can we confirm so- that he exists? I saw it. I swear I saw it. When I, we did the draft, I saw pictures of him. I saw a video of him. He exists. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, good on him, I guess. Sure yeah, it's just not the doesn't exist, Chris. Yeah, much, then you then know, good job on
1: being one man.
0: That's just reason to cheer by itself. Uh, yeah. But- Oh, along with that, if we look at Chris and his team, you know, one of the things I send, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, but Lamar Jackson riding as a second QB, you know, he's already trying to offer him in trades. Lamar has had a huge first two weeks here, uh, really meeting that potential of his as being kind of a rushing QB and a guy who can sling the ball. 120 yards rushing yesterday to go along with 272 yards and two touchdowns that's that's going to be a league-winning line, you know, if he can put that up consistently. Uh, yeah, sure. So those QBs are going to be huge. Uh, we also saw that Calvin Ridley is starting to emerge as a pretty consistent target for Matt Ryan. You know, 10 targets, 105 yards, and a touchdown. That's really encouraging because, you know, the, I think Atlanta is going to be involved in a lot of garbage time. Uh, shout out to Camille and the shitty Dirty Birds. So, so I bad. think Ridley so could be primed to put up some points there. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, his team in general. I mean, I haven't gone through like the season and looked at Chris's team. Where actually, like every every
1: season, his team looks pretty good. It's always a good. is a. It's always in good uh, position, you know. Definitely him, Lamar Jackson. By the way, like this, he's already offering to trade trade that to me. Like before, like as soon as I heard that, like Drew Brees got injured. So like again, like Drew Brees' body's still warm, and he's he's already like. Be brutal. Oh, yeah, he's, he's he's quicker than the Vulture, I'll give him that. Yeah, Lamar Jackson definitely putting up really good numbers, definitely for even for QB too for him. And Patrick Mahomes, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is gonna do what Patrick Mahomes does best and just put up like ridiculous numbers. And uh, and Kansas City's uh, just gonna continue to put up those yards. Zach Ertz, surprisingly, yeah. like always uh, a reliable tight end, despite like a pretty bad performance by uh, Philadelphia this weekend. But
0: um, yeah. And that's something for him to really look forward to as well, I think, because if if both Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey are out for any period of time, Ertz is going to soak in all those targets. I mean, we even saw it uh, in their previous game. He had 16 targets. That's an absurd number of pass attempts. So if he can even convert half of those into catches and get some red zone targets, Ertz is going to be a top three, if not top two uh, tight end option moving forward. Yeah. Yeah
1: if he could just uh if he could definitely catch more of those balls but he's definitely he's definitely put himself in a good position um but Mark Ingram I think is on his running back position is just kind of a letdown on that but uh, Nick Chubb definitely did him again like I said earlier Nick Chubb really did him a favor just by winning those last few extra points um I know didn't I'm sorry to make you relive that oh so bad yeah i mean like you didn't really expect that uh perform, dominant performance by Cleveland the Browns um, look, we all we all kind of expected it to be the Baker mayfield and the um, obj obj show but yeah Nick Chubb definitely uh added density to that offense um,
0: i mean you should know more than anyone last year Nick Chubb helped you ride you to a, a championship final last year you should know better than anyone Nick Chubb has that uh, oh yeah yeah
1: i mean like I think i had him the last few i want to say not even just the year, also the year before i think just off the waiver wires but uh he
0: was he was a rookie last year yeah um, but yes i just... You remember? I know at least me and Danny both tried to trade you for him throughout the year, and you would not budge. Uh, hey, you know me; was, like
1: I don't answer trades.
0: No, you answer them. You just immediately reject them and don't counter them. Oh, really? I'm surprised.
1: Usually, I I usually leave it to like the last minute and reject it the last minute. That's why no one uh, no one really makes offer trades uh, trade offers to me that much
0: anymore. I think I wouldn't would agree with that uh yeah nick job is definitely sorry go ahead sorry i was just saying i'm frustrated by that too because i make i feel like i make a lot of trade offers and i get no counters it's very frustrating i don't think i'm being unreasonable if i'm being unreasonable people can tell me that but i don't ever feel like my trades are wildly unreasonable and i i deserve a counter Damn it! i am a grown man i deserve a counter
1: we don't even negotiate we
0: just kind of go yes or no
1: but uh that's fair that's fair
0: Uh, uh so yeah, let's let's move on from there. So I know clearly you have some reason for, for tears, but I know you have someone else in mind that also has some reason for tears. Let's get into that. Who do you got? Well, definitely Joseph
1: Tolks' team. Uh, I mean, fuck man, he came he came out of week one really with with a high score and just like that really high win, and now he just fell off his pedestal. Really, he just fell so far down down the down the um down the ladder with fifty was it fifty nine points.
0: You know, fans of the podcast will recognize that. It's been said by me over the course of the past two weeks that Joe's team has that enormous boomer bust potential. uh, And we've literally seen both sides of that in these first two weeks. It's kind of perfectly on the nose there. Yeah, I mean, like, if you look at, like, his
1: team, they just underperformed all around. Not even just his starters, but also his bench players. They just all like got single digits, um, yeah. And the only th- the only one that really put up the numbers for him was Matt Ryan. Came about like, just underneath uh, projected points, but I mean when. Uh... <laughs> You look at, at same it,
0: time, show, it's gonna be hard to project McCaffrey to only get, you know, single digit points, David Johnson getting single digit points. Like that's not gonna be common moving forward, I don't think. Yeah, no, I think Joe's definitely. gonna bounce back to like a mm-hmm. reasonable floor, but this week was obviously just a disaster. It was just yeah, everything
1: just uh everything just did not go well for him. If you look at like especially with Josh Gordon, like you know, you think he was he'd do well just because of um coming uh I've Week One performance for him, but unfortunately, like you know, now that AB is a part of that New England uh, New England mix, it's um, Josh Gordon's definitely gonna get a lot less targets and receptions. A lot yeah, that's, that'll be the case. Yeah, uh, but apart, from, apart from that, yeah, it's a very good team. Unfortunately, just like all of them, just did not uh, did not perform at all.
0: Yeah. And the same can be said about my choice uh, for having reasons for tears. And that's Tony's team coming from the same place as you. I mean, had his QB kind of leave injured through the game. Ben Roethlisberger, not just out for a few weeks, though, out for the entire season. Now, he's got Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench, which is a, a decent second option to have to replace Roethlisberger. But not being, uh, not getting that piece of that typically high-powered Pittsburgh offense is going to hurt him. Uh, losing Alvin Kamara, not not losing Alvin Kamara, but losing you losing Breeze affects him with Alvin Kamara. With less Breeze, there's going to be less positive game script for Kamara to get some extra yardage. Uh, he may ha- get some work in the receiving game a bit more, but if you know the the Rams game was any indication, it's not going to be a lot. Mixon had a poor game. Uh, Tariq Cohen's not really getting involved. The bench is almost in existence. Uh, I, th- I think Tony's got some real uh, problems moving forwards. Yeah, it's funny how you mentioned
1: that um, me losing Breeze affects him. It's also the the fact that I'm losing, like him losing Roethlisberger affects me because obviously, like for my team's namesake, now that Roeth Ro- Ro- Roethlisberger is gone, like Juju is definitely not going to get um, the yards and receptions that he's going to normally get now. Just uh, so I guess like to a degree our our fates kind of your tied fates together. Are Unfortunately, yeah. Man. So Tony, I feel your
0: pain. You know, sucks. Yeah. Man. I don't know what week else week to say. You suck. Lot. <laughs> lots, of, lots of injuries this week. Lots of people just kind of going down. Uh, it, it was really intense to see so many people go down. I mean, we had Ben, Breeze. I know for myself, Alshon Jeffrey went out and put up a, a zero spot for me this week. Sam Darno has kissing disease. Like, so many injuries that happened this week. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, at least he has a uh, Garoppolo for his backup quarterback. Uh, again, like he's probably not going to put up, like you said, he's not going to put up that good of a number as Roethlisberger well is. But at least Garoppolo, I think, is a little more. Um, he's a little more consistent than other quarterbacks if he doesn't get injured. Which is a big if. If yeah, and that's. Uh, I mean, the last year that he was in. Um, he was in San Francisco. I mean, like he just—how how many games did he play?
0: I think he, he started the first game, and then I think he was out, or if it was the first or second game.
1: Yeah, it was something ridiculous like that. So it's uh, I mean, hopefully he has better luck with that kind of stuff. But yeah, it just did not go well for him. I can see where he's coming from, and uh, next week matchup for him isn't uh, looking too
0: good either. Oh, I agree. I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, let's move on to some week three storylines here. So we've already started to get into it with the injury fallout, with Ben going down, Breeze going down, Darno's gone for a while. Potentially the Philly wide receivers are going to be pretty injured. Uh, who, Which player that's not injured, that's maybe on these teams, do you see uh, being affected the most by these injuries?
1: Definitely, I'd say okay, Gigi. Just let's look at it like, let me just check his numbers here for you.
0: Juju's like obviously like without
1: Roethlisberger throwing those balls towards Juju Smith-Street and it's just uh his numbers like seriously deteriorated just this week. So um let me pull up them
0: stats. You know, one thing that you might be able to look forward to is that you know, it's kind of a weird catch 22. Mason Rudolph, the new uh quarterback out there, is definitely a downgrade from Ben. But mm-hmm. worse quarterback play tends to mean uh, you're playing from behind and playing from behind tends to mean more throws and more targets mm-hmm. so it's interesting it might it might mean Juju gets thrown to a bit more maybe it means his touchdowns go down a bit but he might you know be able to maintain his receptions and his yardage in the, in the best uh, case scenario
1: it's very possible just because like he, he is um, he has he has really no option but to go to his, ta- his star receiver right so yeah Juju is that guy eight targets five receptions 84 yards zero touchdowns speaks for itself
0: you know not terrible but
1: yeah no definitely still better than you think it would but yeah
0: it's um definitely
1: not the numbers you'd expect from from him but yeah who did you have in mind
0: you know i'm really interested in that saints offense and how it'll look with teddy bridgewater back there uh i'm really curious if michael thomas is going to get to get the same volume i don't know if kamara is going to get the same kind of targets and stuff like that I'm I'm really curious to see what the Saints are going to do moving forward, because that's always been a bit of a high-powered offense. And without Breeze there kind of manning the, 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 the quarterback position, it, it almost feels like it all falls apart a bit. We haven't really seen a quarterback other than Drew Brees run that offense for so long. So I'm really, really intrigued to see what that looks like in the next few weeks.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Drew Brees is definitely that player who just uh, is a very reliable player, like, on the field and as a fantasy player, it, that's a big question for the Saints. I don't know how it's going to look for look for them. Definitely, yeah, it's going
0: to be interesting moving forward. Uh, the one moving time on. I
1: didn't draft Tom Brady. Eh? The one time Say I didn't
0: again. draft Tom Brady, <laughs> I know. Uh, and apparently the, the the Patriots are going sixteen and zero now. You know, you you made oh, a terrible mistake. I know, I know. So, but
1: that, like going back to that. It, you remember you mentioning you might have to your own words uh, about Tom Brady not being a uh, relevant.
0: Uh, fantasy quarterback i think uh yeah i still don't feel too bad about that i feel like as the season goes on i think things might slow down for the pats a little bit they've i mean it's hard to really make any presumptions about uh, a team after playing the dolphins because they're just like a water trash team like they're just literally the worst team probably since like those zero and 16 lions uh, they yeah. might be worse than those zero and 16 lions so uh, it's hard to make a judgment on them. But, I, you know, the, the, pay, the Pats offense could be a, quite a bit more high-powered than I, I thought it was going to be.
1: Well, I mean, like, no one really expected um, A.B. to sign with them right after that whole fallout with, um, with Oakland. But now you're going to have like, a stack wide rece- or receiving core for New England. Like you have A.B., Gordon, Edelman, and then Dorsett, who did really well on uh, Week 1. But you don't really shouldn't expect them that much. Uh, yeah but i mean so you if have, Phillips, like,
0: that is your fourth wide receiver you're probably doing okay
1: yeah for sure i mean i think that's uh, this is the first time in new england where they, like, they're they actually running plays without tight ends you know just because of how yeah. much receivers he's got so i mean they have three star receivers that, i mean that, that i can't imagine that's going to go well with any other defense because you have to double up on gordon double up on ab i think that's damn near impossible so i mean tom brady's gonna have a have a lot more um have a lot more impact yeah Um, but especially now that like ab and gordon are like you know they're deep receivers not like um not like edelman who's just there for like that easy like five yard pickups right
0: yeah exactly now i know probably most of our listeners are thinking fuck the pats fuck this Pats talk uh so let's let's move on to uh, a kind of uh, one of our final segments here i want to look briefly at the waiver wire and think about Uh, who might be an interesting option to pick up on waivers this week? Uh, Looking at the board, there's a lot of wide receivers that seem to be getting picked up or popular in our league. So one of the guys I'm looking at is Demarcus Robinson, uh, the wide receiver in Kansas City, who kind of filled in that number two role in KC Put up 32 points this week, 172 yards, two touchdowns, very Watkins-esque from last week. It seems like, again, we mentioned it, if you have a part of the KC offense, they're going to put up points. So it seems like Demarcus Robinson might be the kind of guy that people want to target in the waiver wire this week.
1: Yeah, like I said before, like Kansas Kansas City, high-powered offense, always relying on Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. So, I mean, it all makes sense for the wide receivers such as Demarcus Robinson to kind of just uh, come out of the
0: water there. Anyone else might have on the waivers there? Well, personally,
1: I, uh, given my quarterback situation, that's uh, honestly what I've been looking at the past few, uh, past few days. Uh, mm-hmm. and right now what comes to mind is uh case Keenum, you know, from uh, Washington. My only problem with, like, he's putting out really good numbers in terms of yards uh, and five. 601 yards, five touchdowns so far. You You're know, not worried be... about
0: that Chicago defense next week?
1: That's the only thing, right? Well, I mean, like just, not even just next week, just moving forward, Washington hasn't exactly been a really good, like, isn't an offensive team at all. So that's my only reason as to why I'm kind of doubtful with that kind of stuff. Right. Um, Andrew Dalton, Andy Dalton is also uh, comes to mind. I mean, the Red Rifle always can put hey, up those numbers. Hey,
0: yeah. Andrew Dalton is my father's name. Call me Andy, guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> This, that's a little too cash for me
0: yeah exactly andrew dalton the third andrew dalton the third yeah there Esquire. you go and uh
1: gardner minshaw from jacksonville jaguars no you're not going for gardner Minshew. i don't know man like uh i got any, any guy who, to, like, stre- like jock
0: straps worn yeah like, exactly
1: any guy who stretches in front of his uh in front of his coworkers, in jo- with jock straps, so, yeah, it's power moves, man. Now, like, if he has that confidence
0: inside the locker room, imagine what he has outside. You know, he's got he's riding that big dick energy right off right now. So, I'm not sold. He's actually an NFL quarterback. I feel like he might be a performance artist who is pretending to be a quarterback because it seems like just a bit too much with the mustache and everything. It's pretty crazy.
1: It's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm all a quick shout out here. Uh, Daniel Jones might be an interesting pickup, looking at going against a pretty weak Tampa Bay uh, defense. Uh, if if he can kind of come in and you know, people uh, backup QBs that come in after a first week tend to historically perform pretty decently. So it'd be interesting to see Daniel Jones kind of see. He might be able to put up some decent numbers in this week, uh, and he definitely is going to do better than Eli Manning because Eli Manning was trash five years ago uh so it, it's only up for here with uh daniel jones coming into play
1: i don't know if you want to bet on the new, new york giants especially now with the change of uh, change of quarterbacks that they're having right
0: right well i mean i learned that last week to not bet on the giants i had the giants at uh, plus one and a half and uh, just went immediately to shits but i might be more willing to do it now with uh eli manning gone yeah for sure i mean i don't know much about this new quarterback but I mean, they did draft him
1: pretty high up there, so they're expecting him to take over from Manning. It didn't, yeah. I didn't. think it just happened a lot sooner than anyone really expected. Um, Agreed. So we'll see how it goes, man.
0: And uh, one final waiver wire pickup I want to talk about for all those who might be looking for a tight end out there is Greg Olson, who had a big game <laughs> against the uh, the Bucks last week. Nine targets, six catches, 110 yards, and. You know, when I saw him on the waiver wires, I was kind of confused. I thought, you know, wasn't Greg Olson on someone's team? And then I realized, wait, what, Kimber, do you hear that? I think we're I think heading. Somewhere. Do. Do, you know, do you know where we're heading? I, I think I do.
1: It's my favorite it's part time of the segment.
0: Andre Slander Corner. Bow, 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 bow. Now, Andre, I think went a little bit crazy last week after he listened to the podcast, paying 49 fab dollars for TJ Hawkinson and dropping Greg Olson because I think I think Olson is definitely the better option, at least this term. In the future, Hawkinson could be an amazing tight end. But as we said last week, those rookie tight ends are really dangerous to try and bet on. And a $49 bet, I don't I don't know who Andre was betting against for that. Yeah, I mean, like, who does that shit? <laughs> I think it was $49 against, like,
1: I don't know what to say. I mean, then you drop Greg Olson, like who's like a reliable tight end for the Carolina Panthers. I understand that, like Cam Newton isn't exactly performing the way Cam Newton is expected to perform, but like, how are you gonna drop Olson for some next guy? And you for know, forty nine dollars.
0: I know forty nine dollars. Pretty crazy. If if he comes back next week, Hawkinson and scores like two more touchdowns, I might have Andre on the podcast just to come talk shit to me and just tell me. To my face that I'm a piece of shit, uh, but for now I'm gonna I'm just gonna call that uh, the number one cause for the Andre slander corner this week. So Kim, we're gonna wrap yeah. up uh, here. We're gonna do one final segment here, and we're gonna talk about matchups that we might think are interesting moving into week three between our league. Now, for me, the matchup that I am personally looking at is I'm looking at the guy that I beat last week and the guy we just slandered. I'm looking at Kiki do you digs me versus the champ is here. Two teams looking pretty evenly matched up right now. Two teams that are 0-2. A victory is going to be really crucial to, to getting these teams back on the right track. So I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup to watch. What about you? What's a, what's a matchup uh, in our week? uh, in our league next week that you think might be interesting to follow. Uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely look into
1: Joseph talks team and Hey, my dog just came in. Uh, yeah, definitely Joe's team and as well as, uh, Vic's team uh, playing against each other. Like we said, like whether it, we don't know, um, exactly how well Joe's going to do now. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully he bounces back from that. Like just terrible, terrible loss that he's had this, uh, this week, but, uh, yeah, but I mean Victor is just doing well
0: for himself. I'll give him that much. So I'll definitely look into that. Yeah, agreed. I feel like for the amount that we talk about Joe's team on the podcast, he's another guy that I think we need to have on soon. So he can kind of respond to some of the shit that we've been talking and some of the nice things that we've said. I think it's time for him to get here.
1: Yeah, man. Like, yo, we've we've complimented him enough, for sure. Except for like, obviously like my jeer section for him, but I feel like he, he deserves that one. But
0: yeah, tell your dog shut the fuck up,
1: please. She's always, she's not even near to me right now. But uh, <laughs> uh, so happens we have an actual dog,
0: not like a little shih tzu. What
1: are you going to say? <laughs> oh. right.
0: Yeah. With that, we're going we're gonna to sign off the, for the week. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I uh, hope you have a great rest of the day. We'll see you around. Right.
1: Thanks for having me, man.
0: Folks, we'll be back here next week. Same time, same place to discuss week three and move into week four storylines. But until then, everybody. Keep crying.